I now welcome on good friend of my co-host for today, Georgia Watson. I'm bringing on Brandon Watt. He is made his way through the music industry, and he is just kind of hanging around. How's it going, Brandon? Ah, uh, you know what? Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Um, and uh, thanks for like putting me more on a pedestal than what I actually am. Um, yeah, I, I haven't really done anything that crazy. Um, I, uh, I guess, I don't know. I just always like to dumb things down because I just see myself as just like a regular person as anybody else, right? So people say yeah oh sh- i'm not famous <laughs> <laughs> nor do i want to be i do not want to be famous so uh what have you been up to lately bud so i've just been you know taking a break because covid and haven't really been doing a lot of music uh it's been a lot of time to to think to reflect on who i am as a person what i want to do what are my life goals and uh you know i i figured you know, sometimes even with a passion for music and stuff that I really did enjoy, um, things change, times change, everything changes and change is needed. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to school. I'm taking a welding program. Oh, I'm enjoying nice. it a lot, actually. And uh, it's nice to not put pressure on myself every night to do something, to be perfect at something it's it's a, it's been a nice break honestly what got you into welding um actually the fact that i got into welding is because uh so i applied for electrical because i wanted to do electrical and i was on a wait list and i said i don't want to be in Chaplow anymore um i want to go and go back to London where I enjoyed it. And my girlfriend's out there too. So I said, okay, I'm going to apply for welding as well. I got accepted for welding. And honestly, I think I'm enjoying it more than I thought I would. I just want to have a reason to, to go back to school and uh, get a different career, you know, under my belt. Cause in my mind, even if I wanted to do music full time, if I work a part-time job and I'm only getting paid like 15 bucks an hour or even 24 or 27, yeah. um, the time doesn't amount to a lot when it comes to money. But if I were to get a different career, put in maybe like two or three years into it, and then I work part-time for a job that pays me 40 to $50 an hour, then, you know, I'm making more money while still doing like a part-time job and I could still focus on my music if I wanted to. That was yeah. my way of thought. That totally makes sense. It almost kind of gives you a blanket of security just in case something were to go wrong. You kind of build up a savings almost and then you can afford to cut hours down to put your focus into something else. Yeah, kind yeah of you're exactly. Yeah, well, I'm the type of person uh, now... I'm a, I'm a very analytical person. So I always like, I love playing chess. So I'll always think about what are the odds of each thing happening with the circumstances that I am in already and what will give me not necessarily security, but a sense of security that if something does fall, I still have something to fall back on. Yeah. And I'm still able to continue without being like, oh, my God, I got to do this. I got to do that. Like, for example, if music didn't work out and I realized I didn't want to do music, I could do full time doing the welding. If I didn't want to do welding, I could do music. Or, you know, if I end up wanting to have, you know, a child, I'll have something that I could actually go work and do rather than going like, oh, I have to go back to school and do it. You know what I mean? That makes or sense. if there's a new pandemic or something like that, then I'm out of work. That's basically what happened. You know, I couldn't do shows. I couldn't make money. So if it happened once, it can happen again. And I was just saying, you know what? No, I'm, I'm doing a job that I'm going to get paid for, get a house, and then I can start doing my music back again. That's a solid plan. Yeah, that is a solid plan. Because a lot of people are focusing on like the now instead of actually taking into account how are you going to live 
years on. So it's important to kind of take that step and actually take time to notice that and plan for it. Yes, that's really adult of you. Yeah. As a, <laughs> that's a very odd trait of you from George's perspective as she's uh, described your friendship. Yeah, we, we haven't talked in probably like a couple of years. And I think, I don't think she really comprehends the person I am now compared to who I was a long time ago. Yeah. And it's honestly, I'd slap the old me if I could. Um you know, <laughs> you know, it's uh, no, we have to look back and realize, you know, we were wrong. We were a, a worse person than who we are today. We have to continuously trying to become better. Yeah. Because if you're not trying to become better you're, and you're not learning or growing or doing something new, then you're just really just wasting your time and you're allowing your biological clock to just you're gonna die yeah it's always like i've started to look back on my old self and things that i've done and almost interpret them interpret them as like lessons instead of necessarily mistakes because i've grown from that so it's mm -hmm. almost like i don't regret what i did in the past but i've just like learned how to be better in the future or in the present day, I guess. But I wanted to ask, how did you two meet? Because it's, it's a very unique relationship that you guys have. So, I don't know if you want to explain it or I can explain it. Go for it. I want to so, hear the story. <laughs> so a long time ago, way back when, you know, like things, uh, I think it was to do with, I don't know. One dating app just decided just to throw me in different places in in Canada, not around my area. <laughs> and you know, I thought Georgia looked like a pretty decent person. We ended up matching. I didn't even know that she was from freaking British Columbia at the time. And then we just ended up just talking, being really good friends, and then we just realized it was more of a friendship and yeah, we were just always there for each other kind of thing. Uh, you know, living in a small town, you don't have that many, you know, good people. Um, you know, I have my friends, but the thing is that yeah. like at that time I was so young, I, I didn't understand about, you know, being, you know, being a, a person that I wanted to be. I just didn't know who I was. And I think me and Georgia were going through the same thing and we just basically were each other's uh, therapist, I guess you could say. So yeah, I had, <laughs> really like I'd hear about her problems. She'd hear about mine. Uh, she, she had to deal with my insecurity, especially with music. Like it just nothing would, would happen. Like I would never be happy. Right. So it was really nice to, you know, I learned a lot uh, socially through, through Georgia too. And we've always, we've always been, you know, on good terms. Like we might not talk to each other for five years, but one day we'll just be like, Hey, how's it going? And like, it's, we just pick up from where it was and it's, it's always been good, you know? And me and Georgia kind of talked about this because once we booked this interview, we, so me and Georgia, we were sitting at like Red Robin and we were talking about your guys' friendship and just how unique it is that you can, like you said, it's the type of friendship where you can, go a year and a half two years without talking and then we'll post something on instagram or snapchat and then you'll slide up and the next thing you know a conversation for a week will start and it seems like and then we disappear back into the exactly. into the cave for another five years okay we're like five we're like, years bud we've only been friends for like eight <laughs> no, no no but like i mean like there was a long period of time i'm pretty sure it was like at least two to three years that we yeah. just did not speak so it's just interesting right like it's and then no, it's just because the first two years of our friendship i just got so sick of you, you know? <laughs> yeah yeah no 100 <laughs> percent I'm just kidding. Have to listen to your terrible too. voice over FaceTime? Absolutely. Yeah, that's Absolutely. another thing. We've been friends for this long. We've never actually met before. That's that's the craziest Well, you part. know, it's been really long. I, I am 
looking into going to uh to British Columbia. Like I want to go from coast to coast. And I'm I'm actually planning on buying a uh a bus. My friend actually converts them into like almost campers and stuff like that. Oh, that's cool. And he's actually been doing that right now. Um and I want to do that, you know, just go to every place, experience Canada, see what it's like, different cultures. Um, because uh yeah, I think it'd be dope to, you know, sit down, have a beer with you too and actually meet. <laughs> that would be nice. Yeah, let's let's grab dinner. <laughs> exactly. What if he gets to BC and we're like, we don't actually like this. Person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think you know what? That, that could online. possibly be it. Yeah. That could be possibly it. Yeah, this is more of a I, Zoom I think, or I think back then it probably wouldn't have been good. But I think now that we're adults, well, I'm adults. I'm, I'm basically 24 now. Um, I think it'd be a little bit different. I'm a little bit more reasonable. Yeah, George is just a young buck. I'm 21. Thank you very much. Listen, I thought I knew everything at 21. Listen, you're gonna you're gonna look back <laughs> at 21 self and be like, "What the hell was I thinking?" I'm a whole six months older than Georgia. Holy smokes! I know it's crazy. <laughs> I hate you guys. Both of you. <laughs> she has so much to learn. <laughs> okay, buddy. Oh, but to bring it into music, what got you into that? Um. I'll be completely honest with you. It's nothing like no grand, grandiose thing. Um, all my friends were good at something. My friends were good at basketball. My friends were good at biking. My friends were good at like all these other different things, skateboarding, you name it. And here I am. I can't do anything. And I remember seeing on the TV, I believe it was either, I think it was Justin Bieber or something. And I was like, what the hell? Like, what, what is, how come he's getting so much attention? How come he's getting all this stuff? This is cool. And I thought to myself, I was like, I got to learn how to do something to, to be impressive. Like I was just a skinny, weird kid that didn't know anything and wasn't good at anything. I would just give up on things when it got tough. And I said, no, I'm going to do this. And I practiced eight hours a damn night. My poor grandmother had to deal with it. And practice just became an obsession and obsession became, you know, just this burning desire to actually do something. And then finally years go by and you re-listen to you know, recordings of back then. And then you listen to the recordings, you know, three years from that, all those years of practice, you're like, oh my God, I can actually do kind of something. And before it was like, most of my friends being like, yeah, man, I don't think you should do that. And then all of a sudden they start transitioning. Yeah, you know, you should do that. And then they kind of go with how well you're doing. And it's really interesting. But to answer it short, I just started because I didn't know who I was. I needed to start somewhere with something to give myself some type of value. At what point did you realize like, okay, I can actually go somewhere with this or have the potential to go somewhere with this? Was it like a couple years in? Was it a few months? Like you started hot hot out the gate? Like what kind of... So it all kind of ties back... It ties back to like, so I never um, trusted my own judgment. So I needed the judgment of others. And for example, Georgia was a big help to be quite honest with you is that she's always been super honest. Like, like, as you hear on this podcast, she'll roast me and I love it because the thing is that I know for a fact, if I do something, Georgia's going to say if, if it was either good or bad. And throughout that, um, you know, you start hearing other people's opinion. And um, as I said, you know, like people start changing their persona and their idea of what you should do. Like before my grandmother was very against me doing it. And then I started, you know, doing shows and, and getting myself out there a little bit. And then she's like, you know what, you should do music, you know? And it's the same thing. Like you always need that one honest friend, Georgia, uh, 
to to roast you. Like if it's bad, like if I if I saying something and if it was bad, she'd be like, eh. It used to be so bad. <laughs> was it really that bad, eh? When we first started talking and I would sit on FaceTime with you for three hours while you just sung, it wasn't the best. But it, it definitely got a lot better. No, exactly, right? But see, I didn't know. And, and people don't understand that. Like when you're when you're practicing and doing all that stuff, it's a long process. It's mm-hmm. like anything, yeah. you know? It's like anything if you even decided to, to get a job. Like, for example, I, I've never touched a welder in my life. And here I am doing actually pretty decent at welding. And it, if you just, well, actually to go back to, with the whole, you know, with music and what it taught me is that if I actually put my mind to something, I could become excellent at it. Yeah. And it's really anything like that. And that's, that's what I it, it was a really interesting moment to change my perspective on life and perspective on, you know, if I didn't do music and I kept on hearing all these motivational speeches, oh, you just got to figure out what you want to do. You got to become good at something. You want to start your own business. You want to do, you know, I'd probably be like, what, what is he talking about? What is it? What is this individual explaining to me? Like you have to live it. You have to live through those. No, that was shitty. no, that was bad. And then all of a sudden, it just because of time and persistence, you just get better and better. Right. And I completely forget what the question was, but I was just rambling on. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, um, I think that's a good answer because when I wanted to start my sports podcast, my mom and my sister, they both said they're like, that's like a hard, that's a very competitive category or industry that you want to go in because there's already a lot out there. And my argument to that was that I listen to a few sports podcasts and I like to listen to a variety because I like to hear different voices of opinion on the same subjects. Mm -hmm. And I said, I was like, what, like how different is mine compared to others? Right. Maybe someone wants to hear my opinion on a topic as opposed to Elliot Friedman or the guys from Spit and Chicklets. So I think like a different voice on the same genre of music, for example, can kind of relate to the same thing and tie into the same, I guess, relative topic. Yeah, totally. Is that, yeah, there's different pop singers, but there's different styles. So, yeah, yeah, 100%. And, and like, and here's my kind of like thing to, to add on to yours. Who the hell wants something easy? Yeah. Who the hell doesn't want some type of competition and to give themselves some type of value, even though it sucks for a bit, even though it's a hard road to go down? Like, you've probably learned so much with audio, so much about yourself so much of what you don't want because you've done a lot of things that you didn't want to do. No, that's exactly it. So that's what I mean. Like, and if I were to give anybody advice or anything like that, just do something, do something hard and prove to yourself that you can do it because then you literally can do anything that you decide to do. No, that's a really good point because I that was the one thing that I was worried about was the post production aspect. It's because I I was going into it completely blind. I didn't know how to insert audio. I didn't know how to cut it up. I didn't know how to add music. I didn't know how to fade audio out. I didn't know how to make it sound better. I didn't know how to cancel this landscaping noise in the background of our of me talking right now. Like, there's, <laughs> there's all it's all good it's it's life yeah. right they throw so, curveballs so i my buddy is a producer in music so he introduced me to the software he uses and he in one night like i i had two episodes recorded and he sat on facetime with me for like almost two hours and he step by step taught me how to cut audio down fade music in and out and he like edited my first two episodes with me and then that's how I kind of got the ball rolling and got the confidence going forward so just like it's just like 
setting your mind to something and just like figuring it out. And once you get that, then who knows what can happen in the future? Exactly. Yeah. And look no, where for you've real. come. Yeah. You've come so far. Yeah. Like, look at you sitting beside Georgia, you know. This is the ultimate. Like, podcast. this is the top of the totem pole. Yeah. There's so. no going up from here. Yeah. There's like, no you've going up exactly. Like, you, you kind of got to quit after this. No, I'm just kidding. But, like, <laughs> yeah. there's no sense and, in like, to, trying to pursue to anything else. It's like, here's an example, right? When we're like just infants, we crawl. And then we watch our parents walk. Yeah. How many kids give up walking? None. Some are in wheelchairs. Georgia. Uh, Georgia. Man. Georgia. <laughs> that yes, is not the point he's trying to make. My, <laughs> my point is that there's no one telling them oh, you can't walk. Yeah. You know, imagine, imagine, I bet you if you did a study or some type of like, um, you know, experiment where you had a child and you had the mother or father every single time the kid tried to walk you put them down i bet you they won't learn how to walk i bet you they won't even try to learn how to walk you know what i mean yeah no, it's because exactly no it. one's there no one's there to tell them you can't do it that's yeah that's a good point because the big Unless thing you're in is a wheelchair right yeah that's what i'm saying oh my gosh georgia may you're killing it thank you (laughs) but uh throughout music and i it's one of the more competitive things out there is the music industry because only a small percentage come out from it but and i have to assume you've run into a bunch of obstacles along the way whether or not it's a show being canceled or something not necessarily producing at the level you were expecting it to. What are some obstacles that you've kind of run into and how have you overcome it along the way? Oh, dude, there is so many. Okay. For one, I'm just going to state a couple of them, kind of explain each one individually. So trying to get bandmates together, that's one obstacle because everybody has their own times and, and stuff like that. And, you know, levels of motivation what they want to do to be a part of your uh cause um right two um oh god there's been times where you have an idea and it's this great idea you you produce it a little bit sounds good and it just maybe it's because you care about it so much that it never brings to fruition to how you think it should sound and no one could hear what you're trying to do in your head. That's another thing that, that I've had issues with. Um, writing, you know, trying to write music. Sometimes songs could take 15 minutes. Some songs take years. Some to- yeah. songs take weeks. Dude, it's so insane, like, the different aspects of it. Getting over your your yourself, getting over your ego, getting over, you know, performing in front of people and just letting go those are so many different things and obstacles you have to do with really anything not not necessarily just music but i think my main obstacle is to enjoy it that is the main obstacle uh to enjoy music and the way that i overcame that was it was recently um I think it was the break, me not caring about it as much. Because before I was like, I need to become successful. I need to do this. I need to do that. If I wanted to become a level of, you know, importance to myself. Yeah. But um, I know this sounds really, really, really dark. But I remember sitting in my room two years ago. And I was, I was really thinking about killing myself. And I... Uh, I'm glad it happened because I didn't matter. Life didn't matter. So I was able to kind of see myself in the light that I saw myself in. Like, for example, I was the only reason I was important, right? Or other people's opinion was the reason I was important. So I kind of took away the fact that we're just a blip of time within how long time goes on forever, 
right? You know, how long has the earth been around? If you want to go through, like, as creation, 6,000 years, I'll say. But then if it's to do with evolution, it's been millions of years. We die in a hundred. That's only a, like a minuscule amount of time. So I was like, fuck, I, I'm just going to do it for me. I'm not going to do it for this purpose. I'm just going to do it because I need to enjoy it. Why am I doing this to, to get views? Why am I doing this to get, you know, um, you know, validation? I don't need that. And so I basically said, screw it. I'm just going to do this because I enjoy it. I'm going to, I'm going to do things that did for me. Cause before I was writing music that, you know, that was not real music. It wasn't me. I was doing this because I thought this would be able to bring me to success, but I wasn't doing things that was true to me. You know, I wasn't writing music about my life experiences. I wasn't being true. And, you know, I wasn't able to connect to my own music because, well, a couple songs I was able to, because those are real, but then you get stuck in that egotistic sense of, I need to do it like this because this is what it sounds like on radio. And this is how people will accept me, but that's not the case. Um, so you know, there's so many different obstacles. It's just, are you willing to, to go through that, you know, difficult and uncomfortable time? Like, as I said, like, and I don't condone anybody to, you know, hope that they, they have a time where they, they want to, you know, think about suicide. And I think it's a lot, you know, understanding your purpose or trying to give yourself purpose or understanding that purpose comes from within. Um, but you know, I needed that without taking, you know, a lot of people will take you through shrooms or DMT to, to kind of, you know, kill that ego. But it was more or less of just being like, who am I? I? You know, I was willing to be nothing. So then I gotta, I gotta be me, you know, within my music, within my decisions, within, you know, I can't do it for other people. I gotta do it for me. And so I have no idea. I know you asked about my obstacles, but there's, there's a lot of obstacles that you have daily, like money issues. Um, there's, uh, you know, sometimes you'll have great paydays and then sometimes you won't. Taxes, man, you name it. There's so many different things. And I think the reason why I didn't want to do music anymore was, well, taking a break at least, because I was afraid of success. I was afraid, afraid of success because I know I could do it. The issue is that I don't want to do it because I like not being known. Trust me. Uh, it sounds great at first, but I've had people stalk me. I've had people just not respect me as a person. Like when I go back home, I'd much rather people be nice to me because they know me and that I'm a decent human being, not because I'm famous or I did something. It's really yeah. weird how people will just treat you differently based on like, I know my grandmother's proud and I think that's great that she, she's, uh, you know, happy about that. But really at the end of the day, I'm not any important than anybody else. I just did something a little different and it's not hard to make money doing music. You just got to do shows. You got to like do a lot of work. It's a lot of work. And I wasn't, I wasn't motivated to do that work. Do I enjoy writing? Yes. Do I enjoy performing? Yes. But right now, because of this pandemic, I can't do that. And I, I don't want to, I don't want to record music that isn't real. Yeah. I, I don't like fake. It's just, and I think that's why most of my stuff didn't really get as many plays as I wanted it to is because it wasn't me. How, how can you connect to someone who's fake? How can you connect to someone who's writing about these things? And, you know, it's not me. That's why I haven't put out my whole EP. I have a whole EP. I paid a lot of money for it and it's still on my phone. I'm not satisfied with it. It's, it's a body of work that egotistical Brandon who thought he was the best was going to, to do something great. And that wasn't me. 
So how can I be great when I'm just as no different than anybody else who's just trying to do the same thing? No, oh, yeah, that's that's a good point because to bring it back a bit. Well, first of all, what's the point in doing something if like you're not satisfied with the outcome, right? It's because yeah. at the end of the day, it's something that you're passionate about, and it's it's just like the only the most important thing is that you're satisfied with it because it's going to stick to your name forever. It's always going to be there. So you want something mm-hmm. that you're happy with that's going to stick to your name whenever you think about it. Oh, whatever the name of your song is, it's like, oh, that's by Brandon Watt. And it's like you want to be have the outcome be something that you're happy with if it's going to have your name on it, right? So first of all, like that's really important to hear is just because it might gain more success or more traction but you're not happy with it, it doesn't mean that it's the right decision to go forward with that. And yeah. um, another thing about maybe fans or listeners or viewers, not like the being scared of success part is that when celebrities are like post something on Instagram and fans like reply with like filthy like comments and then the artists or celebrities reply to it and then fans are like, oh, I wasn't expecting you to see this. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't mean it. Like, I'm a huge fan. And it's like, why are you treating f- celebrities or artists any different than you would treat a regular human being? Like, what are the odds you say that comment to their face? Yeah. Very, very low. So why are you yeah. being a coward and doing it over social media? So I understand yeah. that aspect of being scared of success is because people think that you might gain a respect but also since you're going to be in the spotlight more people might lose a sense of respect because they don't have any sort of boundaries yeah no 100 percent. and one thing that that really bugs me too is like um you know like let's say let's say i'll someone says oh you sing like they, they find out because i don't really tell a lot of people that i do um killer voice perform- by the way. well thank you But when it comes to when people hear it, they're like, well, why don't you do something with it? Why do you not want to do it? You know, now, now, now your life is all based on their decision. And that's why I hate about this new society, man. Like it's, if it doesn't fit your narrative, then it's shouldn't fit. You know, like a lot of people be like, well, why? If I had a voice like that, I'd do something with it. I'm like, you don't know the challenges behind it. It's yeah. not that I'm giving up. I'm just taking it from a different perspective. And I found out what's important to me. I don't want people to be shouting my name. I don't want to have security. Do I want money? Yes. Am I okay with having a house and, you know, a wife and kids and, you know, a family that I can spend time with? That's all I want. I don't want this fame and success because with all this fame and success, it, it comes to inner insecurities. These people want this because either maybe they lack money, maybe they lack, you know, self-love for themselves. But once you gain that, you're just like, I don't need it, you know? And again, I'm not successful. I'm not a multimillionaire. I'm not anything different, but I had a little taste of this, you know, taste of success and it scares me. It scares me because I'm used to living a certain way and sure with success comes money, but all I want is just a life a life yeah. where I live, where I could, you know, teach people and help people in some which way. I've realized I enjoy giving. I, I enjoy giving either it, it being, you know, um, you know, life experience or, you know, my take on some stuff because it helped me. Not necessarily it's going to help other people, but um, yeah, I, I don't. I don't wish to be successful because privacy is something that's super important to me. 
Oh, 100%. And when you say, like, people screaming your name and, like, no sense of privacy, it can just be, like, extremely overwhelming because of how you said you're used to living a certain way. Once, like, a new lifestyle comes in, then it can just be a total shock to a person because they don't know how to handle it. Yeah. Because they've never been under that sort of spotlight before. Like, I relate it to a lot, and I have to shout out a podcast I listen to, um, Nick Davis of Veterans Minimum. He said that, like, for NBA players and stuff who, like, come into the league and they're immediately given $18 million when they sign their first contract, and they blow 10 of it, and then they get ridiculed for it. Well, it's like you're given a 21-year-old $18 million to do whatever they want with. Obviously, they're going to be stupid with it if they've never been given this opportunity before. Like, you just got to think that, you just got to realize that once a person gets into a new lifestyle that they're not used to living, then they might be stupid with it at the start or it's just going to be new to them. You can't learn unless you make a mistake, right? And I know that kind of went a bit off the rails with what you said, but it kind of relates to maybe people don't necessarily want the fame. They just want to have a talent that they can have fun with and enjoy for personal reasons. Yeah. Sing at a couple weddings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like just like do yeah, no, some small stuff. Go, go, to, go to an open mic and just absolutely tear the place down and then just <laughs> like kind of mic drop and then get a free beer from someone, right? That's kind of, that's the <laughs> ultimate goal, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I also realized I don't like showing off my talent. I don't. <laughs> Jordan oh, just raised your I eyebrows. <laughs> I know, I know you raised your eyebrows, but I'm saying now, now I, 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 I don't even, again, n- new people that I meet, I don't even tell them that I do it. When I was, when I was at the time single and meeting people, I wouldn't tell them because it would change their perspective on who I am, which is really weird. I get that. Oh, because you could sing notes and it sounds kind of good. I like, I like you more. You. Yeah, exactly. It's it's happened. And I'm like, what? Yeah. You know? So, it's almost like those staged pranks on Instagram where it's like a poor looking guy and then the woman blows him off and then he gets into a Lamborghini and then she's immediately interested. Yeah, Like totally. one of those fake ones where it's like, oh, no, I'm not interested in you. And then you... You show someone that you have an EP and you actually have a killer voice and then next thing you know, she's climbing all over you. And it's like, well, you're not chasing after me. You're chasing after an intangible that I have. And that's not no, really she, fair she's, to you. She's, cha- she's chasing the thought of success. Not, yeah. not necessarily it is success. Yeah. Right. It's really weird how, how humans kind of do that. And I, I still wish if there's a psychologist who's ever listened to this, please explain it to me. What is the benefit of someone being able to sing something and it's attractive? Is it the fact that, you know, is it because that person is hardworking, put themselves through stuff, or is it because they're talented or I don't know, you know, it's, you know what I mean? I can't wrap my head around it. I can't. I, I obviously I'm no psychologist, but I'm like, I'm just thinking that when I hear someone have a nice voice, it kind of just, it might spark like a memory of like, oh, like it kind of sounds like this specific artist or song that like kind of got me out of something or something I enjoy listening to. So I like being around someone who has the ability to bring me back to that. Like that's hmm. how I kind of think about it sometimes is like, oh, I'm not necessarily chasing your success. I just know that you are have the ability to put display a voice like that. I want to be around it as much as I can so I get to like maybe I can hear it as often as possible. But that is kind of missing the point of, like, she's not really chasing the person. She's chasing the talent kind of thing. Yeah, but, yeah, but it, doesn't, it, doesn't bring any, it doesn't bring anything to the table. Yeah. Like, what? We're going to be broke, and then I can just sing, like, uh, <laughs> Simon like, and Garfunkel or something like that? Babe, we're ten you million dollars in debt. Yeah, but I can sing Adele like <laughs> no one else in this. Yeah, world. like, like it, it, makes, it just makes no sense to me. But yeah, that's yeah, kind of like Georgia. She found out that my dad's a jeweler, and then she immediately started talking to me more. And I was like, "Is this because of me, or are you just using me for my father?" 
Okay, cheesecake, right? my money. Let's please clarify <laughs> that that is not at all true. That's not true at all. <laughs> it was because you were celiac. That's it. Oh, she's a gold digger. <laughs> Way over town. Yeah, she that realized. on me. She realized I had a ton of money to spend on more expensive, more expensive groceries. Totally. So that would. Like or going to Christmas. let's talk about the fact that you liked me 10 times more when you found out I was born in England and had an accent. That is facts. Or you that you, you you offered me a nice coffee and I was like, okay, maybe she's, I guess she's worth responding yeah. to. You it know was something? you having the car in high school. That was it. <laughs> yeah. She was so happy first meeting you because I had to hear all about it. Oh. Brandon has the dirty secrets. She's like, I don't know, like, this guy's kind of cute. I just don't know, you know. Like, oh my god, da, da, da. Like, I just remember briefly, but she was excited. I remember that. Was, being the awkward word. <laughs> was. <laughs> now she's just sick of my shit. <laughs> Alright, I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw, throw you under the bus. Sorry, Georgia. Well, that's okay. It's fine. <laughs> We'll just talk later. Oh, that's hilarious. But uh, are you going to display a bit of your accent right now? Absolutely not. I've already done that on the podcast before. You sure? Yeah, I'm sure. Positive? <laughs> I'm pretty sure you've both heard it before. Yeah, I want to hear it again. I actually haven't heard it before. Yes, you have. I don't think, yeah, I don't, I, I don't believe I've heard it. Yes, you definitely have. I've just yeah. seen your brother dance weirdly, and you always take weird videos of him doing some <laughs> That's <videos>. true. <laughs> He's so funny. Um... Brandon, what are some uh, where are some of the your favorite places that you've performed? Like some of the shows that you've done. What are some of your favorites or that stand Yeah, and how'd you, you get into that? Into performing? Yeah, exactly. Um so how I got into performing, I uh, I was like, I need to do something. Like I can't I can't just do stuff, you know, via YouTube or all that being this bad, I gotta get myself out there and perform, right? Even just like try it out, get your feet wet. Yeah, try it out, right? I didn't realize how terrifying it'd be. Um, but an old friend who had a camp near the same place as where I had my cottage at the time, um, she asked me, you know, I'm having this uh, piano recital. Do you want to sing at it? Of course, everything in my body said no. Yeah. But... There's, I don't know if this is right to say, but there was a little voice in my head just saying, just do it. Don't be a little beep. Just do it. You know, like you have nothing to lose. Just do it. Right. Yeah. And so I did it. Terrified. Continue to keep on doing it. I think one of my favorite places that I performed was, so there's this thing called share the land. And uh, it was through our program in 2019 um we have to do like this giant show of all of these you know um musicians that were in our class we create a band we get a song that's a canadian song and then do your own rendition of it right yeah and it was for charity or something like that and this was at the london music hall i think which hosts like i could be wrong a thousand to maybe like or more but we had a bunch of people there. It was, I believe it was sold out. And just the energy from the crowd, it was so much fun. Like we had the whole band. It was just lights and everything. It was so professional, so awesome. And yeah, I don't think I, I could ever get back to that kind of stuff again. Like it was just so cool. Um, another place was really dope is when uh, I performed for Juno Fest. Uh, so we would perform for like, there were like Canadian acts who were the head act. And then you'd have you who would play for beforehand. So I was at the Fanshawe campus for uh, Juno Fest. And I believe it was called like Fanshawe Live or something like that. It was connected with Juno Fest. I could be wrong. It's been a while, but we performed for there. Um, it was a, a live acoustic set and that was fun too. There was like a lot of people and yeah, it's just, if, if I were to, I would do music, but I got to pay people to do some of the stuff that I want done. 
yeah and for it to be done properly and uh i've always said i think like so if i wanted to get to a goal right and if i'm doing it by myself i'm walking there Mm -hmm. but if i have a team i have a machine i can drive there it's faster to get to that you know i enjoy singing i enjoy writing i enjoy recording I don't enjoy editing. I don't enjoy, <laughs> you know, recording the instruments per se. And I don't enjoy booking. So I would pay people to do that. Yeah. That would be like the ideal thing if I wanted to get back into music. So right now I'm just trying to get, you know, my money up. And so that I can start my own business and help my friends to get jobs that they you know, they're really good at what they do. It's just, you know, finding that contract is really hard, you know, but if you're willing to pay them and you have the money, then it's just, it's easier. Yeah. That's uh, that sounds awesome. Yeah. If I could get someone to produce my podcast then that would take endless amounts of hours off my hands. Um, well, I'm going to get more sleep, but it's, I have a certain way I like doing it. So I'd have to like sit them down and be like, Hey, this is how I like it to be done. Just because since I started it, I like to keep it the same, but if it does end up sounding better then I guess I'll just like let them do their thing. But I don't know. Now that I have it down a certain way, I kind of like it. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Yeah, because I was going to say, like, I know a lot of people, if you ever do need any, you know, uh, people who are mixing engineers, mastering engineers, and they're really good at what they do, they can give you, like, a fully, like, chopped up version and and the stems of everything that you need. And maybe you do like parts of that, what they do, and then tweak their end of things. There's always that that choice, but, you know, it's just at the end of the day. I'll definitely uh, reach out if I am interested. Yeah, one thing you need to realize, man, time is so important. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, another thing that bugs me the most about music, too, is like, sure, people will pay you like, let's say, 600 bucks, right? You have a whole band. You split that. You split that between seven people if you want a good big show. And then what they just expect, like, they don't understand how many hours you put in to just learn the damn song. Yeah. memorize the damn song and then you have to make sure you don't forget it because I don't like to bring papers because that just looks stupid there's been times where I did shows that were like two hours not a single piece of paper I had to remember 30 songs off by heart that's insane okay people don't get that I had to memorize a two minute story for an assignment and I was stressing myself out i can't imagine yeah well <laughs> two minute, minutes two minute assignment sounds awful because like i mean i picked songs that i liked and i kind of knew and you know it's like it's a little bit easier to remember yeah but yeah God, that's pretty 30 much it. songs that's that's crazy yeah it was crazy i even forgot my actually i'll tell you a little secret so i did a show in chaplo and we got paid pretty well um but People don't understand. I had my in-ears, right? And you could send anything you want to that. So there's this one song I did not know, but we wanted to play it. So they just put the backing track in my ear. And I just basically sang with the song because I knew I was going to be able to do that. People had no idea. That's so smart. That's. Doesn't that throw you off, though, like when you're on stage and you're hearing someone else sing it? So, like, for example, if you're if you know a song no you just put a little bit lower in like one ear and then so you're like because like i think it was um in my blood because it was like uh it was one of the verses yeah it was one of the verses i just didn't i couldn't remember it was because it sounds so similar but the words were different but just the fact that i could hear the syllable of the first word then it would start me off fine and then i would take out my in-ear and then i'd know where the heck i was starting yeah makes sense that's super cool I yeah, people like people don't that. understand this. There's, there's oh yeah, there's a lot of stuff. Or there's been times where um, my voice was uh, like I sang, and then my voice was literally disappearing. But there's been shows where I we would record a vocal beforehand that was live, mm-hmm. but we just play it as a, in 
in the uh, in the speakers. People had no idea. Wow. We'd even put in the brass. We would make it sound, you know, parts like we didn't make it perfect. And ta-da, your voice is losing after your your uh, break time. You talk to your, you know, your engineer or your sound mixer guy, and you're just like, yo. I need you to put in the vocal. I can't sing. I need to lip sing it. No. That's, no, because like after like after well, if you're doing 30 songs, dude, after 15, your voice is nearly dead. I bet. It's, yeah. It's insane. Like people get like their voice hoarse from talking, let alone you're just like singing stuff and going like, I can only imagine how people do like metal and stuff like that. But oh my gosh, like screamo. Like what's the <laughs> point? Like, what even is that? <laughs> well what also sucks about live too is that you could put up your mic as much as you want but the band's loud as hell so you have to match that level of loudness and for example singing i wouldn't have to sing that high if it was just me and guitar you know what i mean yeah. so i'm used to doing that and it's just a whole slew of stuff like this again so many different obstacles that you have to figure out that's uh yeah, that sounds absolutely crazy. Brandon, I have some questions for here that we do on every uh, episode of sure. this. And uh, we can kind of tie it all up with this, with these questions. They're very lighthearted questions. Nothing like I've been asking this episode. But there's five of them. And Georgie, I believe you've answered most of these, but you can kind of make conversation with them as well. First one, what's the first thing you would do if you won $10 million and why 10 million. Okay. Invest it. Um, so turn that into obviously more money. Let's say I took 10 million. I would split it. Uh, give a lot of my money to people who Me, need obviously. it. AKA, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Like, I'd probably do a lot of, like, uh, I'd probably start my own music school in my hometown to give people an outlet for that. Oh, And then cool. a lot of uh, a lot of money go towards families that I know who, who need it. Um, probably start a uh, Batters Women's Shelter in Shackle as well. And then, you know do a lot of like not philanthropy but like try to help people as much as i can make it feel like i'm doing something something yeah. good and it doesn't necessarily have to be um you know it doesn't have to be like public or anything but and then i would buy myself a place where i could have my own cottage make my own studio and then just live out live out my life and you know, get groceries here and there and stay out in my studio, get my friends to come out, record music or rent it out to who, people who want to, you know, do like a whole week and, you know, experience nothing and try to record stuff that's, you know, rather than being influenced by um, the city or anything else or just having a fun time. I don't know. I just want to make sure that like I'm good. I have it invested. And then making money off that and help people. That's it. That's awesome, man. That was a good answer. That was a very good answer. So I would buy a bookstore. Yeah. <laughs> That's not a bad idea, I guess. But have you even read all the books that you bought? Doesn't or is matter. it just a show? <laughs> okay, I read a book a day. I'm doing fine, thank you. That's like that's actually impressive. Yeah. I Who's can't that? even read my homework. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm supposed to read it. 12 chapters of a textbook and i'm like i'm just gonna do the lectures that's a different story yeah reading um, for pleasure and reading a textbook is not the same thing it, yeah it's not next question what's the most embarrassing way you've injured yourself whether it's a minor injury like a bruise or whether you've broken something what's the most embarrassing way you've hurt yourself most embarrassing way that i've hurt myself like for example i broke my wrist in gym dance class that wasn't I was something I was too proud of. Okay, I'm trying to think. What I say, huh? 
I don't think I've ever had an embarrassing injury, to be honest with you. I've had a pretty bad uh, injury where, like, I broke my wrist and I snapped it in two from snowboarding. I tried to hit a jump a little too hard, and uh, I went really high up, fell, and uh, my friends played with my arm thinking it was fine. I went working oh out God. the next day. Ow. I, I went I went working out the next day and I was fine. But then I went like curling with my school at the time and like I fell and it hurt so much. Oh so then I went to go get, you know, a, an x-ray and I actually snapped my radius. So you were just walking around with your freaking wrist snapped. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I was working out with my wrist snapped. That's probably not good. Yeah, no. No, it's good now. <laughs> <laughs> um, what meal or food can you not live without? Oh no. Oh god, I'm going to get canceled for this. Steak. What's wrong with steak? What yeah. Because uh, you know cows, the methane's causing so much issue, and it's wrong that you're torturing cows and all that stuff. Which, like, yeah, I mean, I like we're steak. not. <laughs> I like steak. You know, I like. I love steak and shawarma. <laughs> shawarma is so damn good. What is that? Or chicken. Chicken's awesome too. So shawarma really? is like a. The donair kind of stuff. Oh. Yeah, it's like a Middle Eastern uh, type of food. It was like created during like the Ottoman Empire. And it's like, oh. it's so good. Like you have uh, hummus, you have mayonnaise, you have some type of garlic sauce. Uh, I think there's turnip, pickles, lettuce, chicken, rice that's in it, I think sometimes. And it's just so good in a pita. Oh. That does sound really good right now. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I know, right? I'm trying to save money here. <laughs> right. Um, next question. What celebrity do you rate as a perfect ten? Is that all encompassing? Personality, yeah. looks. All okay. encompassing. Perfect ten? See, everybody has always asked me, like, what's my celebrity crush? And I don't find celebrities attractive. I'm serious. I know you just rolled your eyes <laughs> and it went to the side like it always does. Um, <laughs> okay, but. <laughs> no, but like, I, I don't know. I don't find, I don't find that many like celebrities attractive. I just, not really. Like, I mean, Jennifer Lawrence is good, but I won't give her a 10. I um, Chris Evans. Chris Evans is funny. He Chris has a Evans great personality. Incredible. Ryan Reynolds. He is. Oh, also incredible. Dan Mr. City incredible. Boy. He's funny. Yeah, Mr. Incredible. <laughs> the cartoon character. Totally. Um, uh, I don't know. Like, I'm trying to, th- I want to give you an answer. Let me think. Selena Gomez. Uh, no. Justin Bieber. No. You used to love Justin Bieber and Shawn Mendes. Uh, not anymore, man. You grow. <laughs> you realize they're just people and then you're just like, I don't want to idolize these people. Because I've met I've met some famous people and there's no point of idolizing. It just doesn't get you anywhere. It makes you look weird. Jeff Bezos. <laughs> no. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> he looks like every he looks like every like super villain yeah he does he totally does it's insane how true that is <laughs> you know like i'll say elon musk he just seems funny elon musk i don't know he got a mm. sexy dad bod and he likes memes there you go <laughs> and he smoked a blunt on joe rogan's podcast there you go i i i'm you know i have with that <laughs> I no, actually, I changed my, I changed my, uh, I changed my answer. Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan. Hmm. Joe Rogan. I don't know. He's done well for himself. Yeah, like he's just a, I don't know, like he's, 
he's he seems like a open-minded person and i like to hear his perspective on stuff but like i mean if i were to say female i just i don't know my girlfriend i don't know my girlfriend has 100k followers on tiktok i guess she's not she has 6.4 mil she has 6.4 mil on this tiktok so i don't know like i don't know i find her attractive but i don't really find obviously (laughs) (laughs) she's out there (laughs) Um, Uh, i don't don't, don't way to suck up brandon yeah i'm not sucking up i'm just telling you the complete truth that you know that all right next question there mister if any actor or actress were to play you in a movie about your life who would it be Oh, that's a cool one. Joe Rogan. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, who would you guys look play just alike. Who would play me? Oh, who looks like me? Kevin Jonas. Kevin? <laughs> I look like Kevin? <laughs> Ah, <laughs> oh, damn! Who the heck would I pick? I don't know. Actually. Oh my god! I don't think anybody could play me. I'm just, just uh, too I, hard to play. I have to see. Your no, face. I'm just too complex. I'm so chaotic. I have to see your face. One sec. I yeah, you, you tell me what you think. I don't know. Like, I think Chris Pratt's, like, personality kind of fits with mine. Mm, Chris Pratt could mm. do it, yeah. That's not a bad Chris answer. Pratt could. Jason Bateman. Um, <laughs> oh, my God, Jason Bateman, yes. Jason Statham. <laughs> I mean, Boy, Jason. I'm Brandon. That works. Um, hmm. I, I would say Justin Bieber because, like, I mean, we're literally almost the same height. We kind of mm-hmm. like the kind of same thing. Like he's kind not super similar, but we're both Canadian, so maybe there's some stuff that he'd be able to like play easier. Yeah. Oh, like to like to un like to play like my life in a movie. Hmm. I'd probably. I don't know, because I it's just the it's the personality. Like you can't, you can no one can be like me. Like I got I got some weird ass humor. Yeah, I don't know who would play you. Right? It's a hard... That's a hard question. You're giving me some hard questions. I didn't think they were too difficult. I don't know. Let's say Chris Pratt. I mess with Chris. I think think it'd be funny enough, yeah. Good answer. I like that answer. Brandon, this was fun. I enjoyed your presence on the show. Well, I appreciate it. I really um, do. I, I enjoy these kind of things. It's fun because, like, I mean, I like to hear other people's perspective, and I think people like to hear other people's perspective, even if it's wrong or not. Like, it's these kind of conversations should happen often. I don't know why it has to be during a, a podcast. This world would be a million times better if we just actually sit down, listen to people, and think of it like a podcast because you have to stop, listen, and then yeah. the fact that it's recorded, you're just like, well, I don't want to seem like a complete dink. Always act like it recorded. Just it'd be a little bit easier. <laughs> totally, that makes sense. One hundred percent. Where can the people find you? Nowhere. I'm I'm gone. You you can't find me nowhere. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, I guess you can find me on Instagram, Brandon Watt Official. But that's not dorky. Um, yeah, I don't really. I haven't posted since like December. I've been I've been off social media has been nice but spotify brandon watt if you want to listen to two songs that's been there for a while i might be putting up some music sometime soon i don't know yet but i need to you should you totally should yeah you should Uh, i i might but i literally only made 26 dollars last year from all the streams that's pretty tough yeah isn't that tough I'll be completely open and honest with these people. Like, Spotify doesn't pay you good. Apple Music doesn't pay you good. It's dog shit. So, <laughs> like, straight up, like, I thought, you know, 25,000 views and 26,000 views would at least give me something. 
So is it like a penny for every time someone listens? No, it's like 0.03 oh my God. of a penny. That's that's really sh- shitty. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I, well, I looked I looked at my SoCan because like that's that's how you know because like how many times it's been played, right? And you look, I'm like, how come I never got no SoCan like money? And I look, 26 bucks. I'm like, what? That's it. Yeah. That's ridiculous. So that's why I said, yeah, I'm not, I'm not doing this recording BS. I, I'm not trying to do shows like. Make more money. Last show, I totally. Yeah, like I've made a couple thousand doing shows. You know. Yeah. That's and that's for like a couple of hours. You know, it's not. 26 bucks for putting your heart and soul into something dude the the cost the cost of a, of a studio if you want a good studio it's like 150 bucks an hour it would take at least six to eight hours to finish a song and then you have on top of that promotion like i paid like 1400 per song to do uh promo with a uh whatever you call it uh pr company and then on top of that, you have radio fees when you want it on radio, which is like three grand a month. And I only got 26, <laughs> 26 bucks. <laughs> buy yourself a shawarma. Bullshit. Oh, man. Yeah, I did buy myself a shawarma with that. And I cried. <laughs> I cried eating my shawarma. Uh, Brandon, thanks for doing this. This is a lot of fun. Georgia, thank you for hopping on. Uh, hey man, if you ever want me back on, just hit me up. I'll, I'll join. I, I'll I enjoy it. It's fun. I'll definitely get your ass back on here, Brandon. Yeah, Georgia, Georgia's bringing the mood down here. <laughs> she um, don't want to be here. Just, just I'm just not going to entertain him. <laughs> yeah, <you're> just, <laughs> <laughs> we'll just keep going. But um, Yeah, this was fun, guys. And... That's a wrap.